Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Going to be going to New Hampshire, Alan. Uh, I love the Dean scream. How appropriate uh, for that to be the return. Uh, But there was a major uh, primary there earlier uh, was that this week? Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, Tuesday. Uh, New Hampshire was definitely feeling the burn, and um, <sighs> yeah, earlier in in the week, uh, the two of them met in a uh, pretty interesting back and forth. And one of the things we wanted to identify was uh, uh, their differences on health care, because a lot of people obviously know where uh, Republicans stand and that they're in favor of a repeal and replace. But where do the Democrats stand on this issue? And this is actually something where. Uh, they have a difference of opinion, so let's listen to their uh, back and forth. The Republicans want to repeal the Affordable Care Act. I want to improve it. I want to build on it, get the cost down, get prescription drug costs down. Senator Sanders wants us to start all over again. This was a major achievement of President Obama, of our country. It is helping people right now. I am not going to wait and have this plunge back into a contentious national debate that has very little chance of succeeding. Let's make the Affordable Care Act work for everyone. Oh, you got what the burn's saying? Oh, Oh, it's sticking. This is a good discussion here. And, And let me just say this, as Secretary Clinton may know, I am on the Health Education Labor Committee. That committee wrote the Affordable Care Act. The idea that I would dismantle health care in America while we're waiting to pass a Medicare for all is just not accurate. The Affordable Care Act has clearly, as Secretary Clinton made, made the point, done a lot of good things. But what it has not done is dealt with the fact that we have 29 million people today who have zero health insurance, we have even more who are underinsured with large deductibles and co-payments, and it's, this prescription drug prices are off the wall. So I do believe that in the future, not by dismantling what we have here, I helped write that bill, but by moving forward, rallying the American people, right. I do believe we should have health care for all. Hey. So anyways, that's uh, where the two of them stand. It seems like one one is of the opinion that we're going to kind of continue the, down the the road of the Affordable Care Act, which whether or not it's sustainable is still, uh, well, come on. The, folks, other, let's, the, let's, the, let's the be unsustainable realistic. Care Act? Yeah, let's uh, be realistic. It probably isn't. And then the other is, for, you know, for single payer. But I got to hand it to Senator Sanders. He is right on, on the issues as far as with what we've been talking about, how deductibles. Uh, I think we're all agree and are starting to see this. Now it's just time to... At what point can we have a conversation um, about how to how to fix this? A legitimate, realistic policy issue discussion on how we actually solve this issue without throwing knives and daggers and rocks at each other in the process of trying to have that discussion. And we need sensible people to do that, not 
we can't have any more illogical people with this discussion. And so I would, I would hope that our listeners understand that the only way we change these policies is through a legitimate, serious discussion of these major issues. And not to, we're having our full house moment, you know, where they have the serious mm-hmm. conversation. But uh, and the, I wish the music was playing. But uh, the reason we have this program <laughs> every week is because we're trying to let people know about what's really happening. Uh, because if we don't get this uh, this boat turned around, uh, we're going to be in 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 a lot of trouble. Well, and we also, I mean, we can talk about health insurance reform till we're blue in the face. But we also need pharmaceutical. Uh, health care reform as well because i feel that our pharmaceutical uh industry is rather broken as sanders put it uh and i'm not sure that there's a lot of candidates out there talking about just how insane the cost of pharmaceutical drugs are right now and what we need to do to fix that all i gotta say is there's a uh, three drugs ads during the super bowl and obviously we know how much that that's that um cost to to put a spot in there so my only thing to just throw it out there to put it in perspective folks is there must be an awful lot of people out there with a opiate endorsed uh, constipation uh because whatever drug that was uh, that they spent <laughs> to to buy in one minute spot uh and showing us a chart about how that works um uh that, that and you wonder why you know drugs are are so expensive right now well, yeah, you need to get, uh, you know, I think part of it is you need to look at the regulatory side of how these things come to market. You know, you also need to look at the advertising and how much the advertisers spend on advertising uh, their drugs. And, uh, $100 billion. Oh, thanks for that, Matt. I'm sure they do. I mean, so we need to keep, I mean, those are the things that we need to look at. It was $85 billion was the surtax in the Affordable Care Act that went on drug companies, which, again, that they have gone ahead and, and, and passed it along t- to uh, the sign of consumers. But per 1,000 people, I'm told that uh, about 18% take a prescription drug every single day. And so as you're a business, uh, you wonder where your health insurance premiums are going up. It's all uh, going in that direction. And What's sad is these people cut a deal, uh, them, the insurance industry, everybody cut a deal with the White House to not kill this legislation. And now, as a result, American consumers are, are this is just a, 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 a money shifting move well, on the American. And here's my question. Taxpayer. Who the hell didn't set, uh, get a deal from the doctors? Uh, the, well, the, the doctors and the patients are the ones getting screwed by this reform hell the unions got a a bailout on obamacare the big banks have gotten a bailout from this the big insurance companies through the three r's are getting a bailout and in 2017 yeah and if you pass the cadillac tax you might as well say we're going to end up having to bail out the the insurance companies even more give me a flipping break it's how about how about give the american taxpayer a freaking uh bailout of some kind Sick of it. That wouldn't happen. So, anyways, hey, Jim, stand uh, on the line. We're going to get there. We've got one more line open if you'd like to uh, join the conversation. Uh, just enough time to uh, take a look at the final stories of the week. Uh, still plenty to go on, but 
one more health policy valentine that i found alan uh, my love burns for you so hot that my doctor coded me t3199 uh, which is an icd-10 code for medical injuries uh, sustained by an alligator so jeez yeah uh kolache is red viagra is blue canada needs pharma care let's make it happen this is america's healthcare challenge we'll 